takeover. The break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Ho. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got flicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the globe. of the Takeover Podcast show titled, Houston, We Have a Problem. I finally got a chance to catch up with Sheriff's the Chef and Badass Billy to discuss the Spurs versus Rockets Game 6, the James Harden meltdown. We discussed the LeVar Ball situation and the basics of podcasting, just giving you a little game on the podcast game. So sit back and enjoy episode 26 of the Takeover Podcast show titled, Houston, We Have a Problem. What's up? Take a podcast show. What's happening? This your boy, Superstar P. What's good? It's your boy, Chef. And Billy Badass. What's happening? What's happening, fellas? Hey, man. You know, living groovy, bro. What do you do? Man, just over here, man. <laughs> cleaning bottles, man. <laughs> You order cleaning bottles. You order cleaning yeah. bottles. I'm doing homework and watching the game. Cleaning bottles, man. That's what I'm doing. Daddy life. I hear you. I hear you. Cleaning bottles. Chef watching the game and doing homework. I'm just watching the game, so I guess everybody multitasking. Hey, man, that's, that's the name of the game these days, boy. You can't you can't be one person to do one thing at one time. You got to do multiple things to get through this life. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be no one-trick pony, man. Nope. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. So, man, what, man go ahead. I, I was like, man, I'm looking at these playoffs, man. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how, how I'm feeling about it, man. After the, I was looking at them games last night. And, you know, that game last night, and it kind of shocked oh, me. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I, I lost a cool $20 on that game real fast. They didn't have no lunch money today. Well, you lost. to James Harden. Well, you lost 20 <laughs> I lost 50. <laughs> Y'all boys fell victim for the, of James Harden shaving points. <laughs> Bro, hey, if that, didn't look, if that didn't look like point shaving, I don't know what does. I feel like he had the mob in the stands. They were doing cutthroat signs. They were showing pictures of his mama. <laughs> like, hey, we coming hey, out if you don't throw this game. If he, didn't, if he wasn't point shaving, he was ready to go on vacation. Well, yeah. Well, man, I guess he, try, we, he trying to get Chloe back. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard he was hanging out with one of the other Kardashians, but that's some TMZ news right there. <laughs> he trying to get Chloe back while uh, Tristan Thompson going to be in the finals and Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, he going to be all, all up under while he playing them games. But, but yeah, man, it's been a minute since we got on this podcast together. Me, uh, Badass Billy, and old Superstar P, man. It's good to be back doing a you know, I guess a traditional regular podcast, just the fellas, you know, I, you know, we've been doing interviews and been, you know, out of town. So it's good to get back into our regular routine. Right, right. Yeah, it's about to be a good one. It's about to be a good one. Yeah, buddy. Sorry, sorry Chef. What, what you got for us? Oh, man. So I got a couple of topics that we're going to do today. A little rundown. 
you know, I thought we'll talk about, you know, the good old uh, Rockets and Spurs, you know, game. You know, pretty much did James Harden quit on his team? You know, it's going to be one of the topics. Uh, I did want to get into some of that discussion with that LeVar Ball and just, you know, in the aspect is, is he, you know, already ruining his son's career? Not even Lonzo, but the other ones. Is he already blackballing his sons or, is, you know, or is he really just being the good dad? Um, another thing, a big topic right now is LeBron, has he become the GOAT? You know, that's gonna be a that's that's gonna that's gonna be Billy's uh, favorite topic right there. Um, non sports related uh, topics. You know, I did want to get into some of the stuff. You know, I get a lot of questions uh, throughout the day when people ask. You know, what's a podcast? Like, how do I start one? And just you know, just small business, just uh, things that have to do with you know, just throwing up any kind of entrepreneur thing. You know, what are some of the things that we've done? that we've learned in the last six or seven months that we can kind of share on people. So I thought, you know, we could talk about that a little bit. And then I was just thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about how these new rappers and new musicians, how they're not really going to these uh, big labels. And I, you know, I want to get into, you know, how the social media has really changed the, I guess you could say the, the music industry and how these guys are putting out their music. So I feel like we got a, a good full slate of different topics that, you know, that I think people would like to hear. All right. That's a bit. What are we going with first? Man, let's man. go ahead and knock let's knock out James Harden in the Spurs, man. Let's get that over. But it ain't gonna it's short and quick and, and easy because Man, honestly, when I so just looking at it for face value, so you're going into game six, right? No Tony Parker, no Kawhi. You know, Kawhi was a I wouldn't even call it a late scratch. They knew, you know, if he was gonna play, he wasn't gonna be all the way healthy. So pretty much all the pressure was on the Rockets, but you playing at home. And it's not even, for me, it's not even that they lost. It's how they lost and how they superstar did. They pretty much put the whole team on his back, how he came up. I don't even want to call it short. Like, I feel like he, like, if you want to put a definition of choking to me, you got to put that picture in that game next to it because he looked like a deer in headlights out there, man. Like, he never played ball before. He wasn't interested. You can't go into a game, elimination game at home and lose by 40 to a team that don't have two uh, two superstars and or a, a third one that retired. You, they playing with pretty much the bench, and you lose by 40. That's unacceptable. I feel like people, somebody need, somebody got to take that blame. I need my money back for my cable bill for watching that. But, but, but I don't even know what, like, he played horrible. I don't know if he was tired. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was gassed. He's been gassed these past two games because D'Antoni has been playing seven players like an idiot. I mean, you could tell something was up with him. Uh, was it game five when he let Ginobili stay in front of him and block his shot. I mean, like, but, you know, I, I got the looking at the minutes and all this stuff. I'm like, man, that dude was gassed. He B. just couldn't. He, he, he only he, shot the ball twice in the first half. <laughs> I'm not talking about that game. I'm talking about game five. Game six, I don't, I don't know what the hell was wrong. He was just ready to go on vacation. Simple as that. I don't care what anybody says. You can say what you want to. He gave up and he was ready to go home. 
Game five, I'm going to say he got fatigued and he laid it down. Man. Did Ginobili block in game five? Ginobili got him from the back, though. Like, it was at the time, everyone wants to say, oh, Ginobili made a good play. Yeah, it was a good play, but he wasn't the best play ever. In the situation, you got two seconds on the clock. He know James needed three, so he know it's coming. He timed the jump right, got a good block. That's Game five, I don't have nothing, you know, bad because that was just a good game. James got the ball, shot a shot. Joe made a good play. Nothing wrong with that. But that game but, six. But, I mean, this is James Harden, man. You got Ginobili behind you. I mean, I feel like he could have drew a foul from Ginobili. Like something. But B.A. How though? He the Ginobili, if you look at that play again, Ginobili is way behind him. You got he only had a sec he had two seconds to shoot the ball, trying to think about trying to draw a foul. That, that's that's kind of far fetched. You gotta go for the shot. Ginobili just made a good play. That's I just feel like that's all it was. What you think, I Pete? Mean, well I think um first of all, I, I don't know how Houston lost that game by forty points without Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard. I think what what happens, especially with the media, ESPN, and all that, when the team wins, the Houston Rockets won. But when they lose, they gonna they gonna blame the superstar every time, which is James Harden. Now in Game Five, he had a good game, but he didn't do you know he didn't do his thing in overtime. Then he got the shot blocked. I mean, everybody like Ginobili just came off the street. This dude is an NBA player. He he probably is a Hall of Famer. So hey, he blocked his shot. I think more people are making a big deal more about who blocked the shot than the shot got blocked. I don't see all kind of people get their shots blocked. They got blocked at their own time. You know what it is, what it is. So I think Houston and James Harden just had a mental layover from game five that bled into game six because the way they lost game five, they know they should have won game five. As far as game six and James Harden, man, and look, man, you look on Facebook. IG and all that all day long. Everybody in Houston and everybody on the, in the nation been clowning James Harden for having a game, a bad game, in which he scored ten points. Now I don't seen plenty of superstars have bad games at the wrong time, but you got to think about it. Especially if you're a Houston Rockets fan, if he went for James Harden, y'all fools wouldn't even sniff the playoffs. But. You know, that's a microcosm of our society. We riding with you when you winning and when you up. But if something bad happens, we getting off the ship. You know, but Jeff, don't you feel but don't you feel that at a certain point, because I feel what you're saying and I totally agree. But I feel like at a certain point you make James Harden makes a lot more money than the, the number seven guy on the bench. You know why you make that money? Because you because what we what, what, what we what we want from you. You you got to put up thirty a game. Like we're paying you to do what you've been doing. But has anybody took in consideration or took the thought that maybe James Hart don't know how to win yet? Maybe he just simply does not know how to win yet. It took LeBron a long time to learn how to actually win, and maybe James Hart needs that other shotgun player, the veteran player, just to teach him and guide him on how to win. It happens. It. And I get what everybody's saying That he makes this amount of money So we expect this and this Now I think it was, He had a lot of um, mental layover From game 5 But 
from coming from a fan's perspective, how everybody's dogging the hell out of him. Okay, he had a bad game. You have people saying he's not a superstar. Okay, so this one game makes him not a superstar anymore. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, nah, that, that, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. So I mean, no, 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 no. I got, I got, I got to, I got to stop y'all right here. I don't believe he's a superstar yet. I I believe there's a, there's a there's only a handful of superstars in the league, and I I think he's not one of them. To be honest, he's a star. You say superstar because of the money he makes. Like I said, nope, game five. I think. I mean, you well name something else. Why would you call him a superstar? Is he not from the from? From the clout that he gets from, you know, he's one of the faces no. of the of the NBA. Yeah, he's one of the faces. But as far as winning, name name something. Yeah, you know, superstars win. He's he I mean, wins. James Harden, he wins, but he hasn't won any big games. Oh, okay, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, what's wait, your wait. What, Hold on. What's your definition of a superstar? What's my definition of a superstar? Somebody that can carry a team and that can win the big game when you know. Well. Like Go ahead. you got LeBron, superstar. I mean, you seen that? Uh, it's like I said, it's, it's Kawhi Leonard. I would name him a superstar. You have, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's not that many superstars in the league. If you get my drift, like I say, you know, some people say Paul George is a superstar. Paul George is not a superstar. Paul George is a star. You know. Uh, you got guys like uh, let me think of somebody else who leads their team that you that you want to call them a superstar because of the money they make. You know Westbrook. You know Westbrook. Westbrook is that guy that falls in that category, the tweener. But this is his first time holding the spotlight by himself. So Harden did the same thing that Westbrook did. They in the same boat to me. I mean, but Harden's been by himself. You know, a little longer than Westbrook. This is Westbrook's first year, really. You know, out there on the lone horse. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know yet. So by your definition, that means Chris Paul is not a superstar. And uh, no, he's not a superstar. He's a star right now. I, I don't see. I don't see Chris Paul winning any big games by himself. Have it, have what big game has he won by himself? You know what what. When has he just like took his team and got him over the hump? Like you know, even with with some more few guys. Like I say, there's only one really superstar in the league, and that's LeBron James. And, I, and you know how how I feel about that guy. No, it's more than I, yeah. I would say Steph Curry's superstar. I I don't know, man. I feel like they. Mm, Man, but B.A., how you saying it makes it seem it's, it, the way you make it sound if, if this, that's the case nobody's a superstar because ain't nobody doing nothing by themselves. You, uh, you need a number two guy. Come on now. You, look, you, okay, look, you, at, look at LeBron last year. Who, who hit the game winning shot? Kyrie did. Okay, who went, for, a, who went for 40 two games in a row? Look at James Harden. That's what I'm saying. James Harden don't have a number two guy though. So when they when everything is focused on him, you have to have a number two. So I don't want that to take away from his superstar status because he don't got a number two guy. He ain't got no help. That's why, like I say, it's stars and superstars. It's a very thin line. That's like it's it's each his own. But like I say, I don't feel like he's a, a superstar yet. He's a superstar by the money he makes. But, you know, I, I don't see it. And like I said, game five, 
if you can look, if you look at the minutes, they're only playing seven guys. For James up tempo Harden. team, that's crazy too. Seven guys, and you you I'm talking about up and down. There's no so, way you can play seven like that. You, you know, James Harden didn't have a bad game. He ran out of gas, man. And when you ran out of gas, you make stupid mental mistakes. And you can see in that overtime game of game five, that was a problem. He was tired. Hey, but games, the game six, I mean, you got that on you, and you, you know, you need to win. And I feel like he just broke down. And you know, not to you mention know the crazy part. The crazy part about all that is James Harden was one of the main ones that saying that players shouldn't rest. And one of the factors that came to, to bite him in the butt is he ran out of gas. <laughs> well, I just yeah. that's how I run that. And, and, and not to mention the system he's playing in. That D'Antoni is known for that. I mean, mm-hmm. his superstars or his star guys, he gonna he gonna run them down. I mean, you can say what you want, but. but the key thing is that I don't know if you guys know this or not, but James Harden went out last night. Oh, I know. I don't think that makes any difference. The game over it. with. It yeah, is. the game's over with, but that, that's that, that's another thing. Like, like, come on, man. How many guys you know get your ass beat by 40 and you go out that same night? Hold, hold up, hold up. Think, think, think about having a bad day at work or something. You, you, I'm about you messed true, up true, everything. True, true. And you okay, go true out. That. I, I can't, stop, I can't put that on nobody after the fact. Okay, stop, stop, stop right now. Let me ask you this. If LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, uh, Steph Curry, anybody, you think if they got beat by 40 in the playoffs, you think they would go out? That same night and enjoy themselves. He ain't them though. They don't even party. We we don't that's, even see them oh, out. Thank you, thank you, thank but you. But that's 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 a, that, a person. No, 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 no. Let me let me finish my point. That gives you to me. That's the that's one thing between a superstar and a star. That lets me know. Okay, yeah, you can go out and you know let your hair down. You know you've been tired and that. But come on, man, like. If you really about it and you you, you got everything in, yeah, you put so much into this game, you're not going to want to go out after you just got your butt beat by 40 points at home. You feel well, I, think that, I think that go back to your whole point when you were saying early, like, he don't know how to win yet. Like, you that, you, you had to go through these things. Like, I, honestly, I think it's a bad look. I probably wouldn't do it, but I don't judge no money for going out after your season over. You ain't got to report back to October. Like, you done. There ain't nothing else to do. You can go home and you know, chill out, or you hit the club. I wouldn't hit the club just because I know it's a bad look. But you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put that on him to the fact that now I feel like his mind, he wasn't in the game because you know he he already you know done shrugged it off. You know, I don't I don't know James Harden personally, but I just what I saw in the game. I'm just going on what I saw in the game and something. I looked that back at a lot of turnovers he had. A lot of them was just mental laps. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like some of the monsters came and took his juice away or something. But I don't know, man. I, for him being a superstar, I'm kind of with you, though, Billy. I feel like I feel like we do give that superstar status out too quick to people, and I feel like honestly, I feel like it should never be more than four or five superstars in the league. It, and it's, it can't be. It can't. You it's can't not, have more than four or five. <laughs> and to be real, it's 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 that's about it. It's only it's, it's like I say. It may you consider five guys maybe superstars. And, and I really only give it to two if you want to be like on a consistent basis. Like have been doing it for like honestly. Go back to your point. LeBron's really the only superstar. He's been having a longevity run. His his longevity shows that 
he's been putting up numbers from day one to now. Yeah, and been and successful that, with championships. Okay, and you know, I said Chris Paul when Jeff asked me about Chris Paul. I, you know, I say that, but then again, you know, he can't be a superstar if he gets in the right spot. He needs to get out of L.A. L.A. is not going to win anything. That team is done. So, but they won't make you a superstar, though. I feel like if you have to go to a right spot, then that means I, you can put LeBron mm-hmm. on any team and they'll go to the playoffs at least. One okay, series. I mean that's the greatest player in the in the world right now. Yeah, when you're the greatest player in the world, you can get put on any team and you can go deep into the playoffs. But like Jeff said, uh, LeBron didn't start winning rings until he went and joined two more other guys that were well high and ranked players, so he could get his first ring. And, and I feel like that's look, every, everybody has to do that. Like I, I, I exactly. Never I never and understood. Exa- that. You got to find the right fit. That's why Chris Paul has to leave. That's not the right fit. Time has told you that's not the right fit. He's not going to win there. You're not going to get past the second round of the playoffs. Period. That team is over. Demolish it. Break Griffin is mm, injured prone. DeAndre Jordan is DeAndre Jordan. He's a defensive player, and you got Chris Paul. He has no other help. He needs to go somewhere where he he can he can he can uh, show his all, all his talents, and you know he can be him, be the superstar that he is. Man, somebody had a good point. I don't know what show I was watching, but uh, they was talking about just the dynasty era eras. Him, you know, is the NBA. Um, you know, is it boring now because the, the Cavaliers and Golden State are so top-heavy? Like, them are two teams that just, they, they're going to go to the, the finals every year and play each other. But I feel like, think about Patrick Ewing, think about Carl uh, Malone, think about all these guys that were great that didn't win a ring. Charles Barkley, you know why these dudes didn't win a ring? Because of Jordan. I feel like, they, I, I don't think Chris Paul, I don't think the situation is, is affecting Chris Paul. I think the uh, Golden State Warriors is affecting Chris Paul. I don't care where he go. He ain't going to get past them. Hold on. I got to stop you. Got to stop you. I mean, I got to say something. The reason why those guys didn't get a ring, of course it was Jordan. But those guys off the floor were friends. Those guys on the floor were enemies. They would never go join a foe to win a ring. You know, they start doing it at the end of their careers, that, that the few that were left around. But in their prime, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And they, I mean, it was just in their nature. They're not going to join the man to beat the man, you know, period, point I, blank. Honestly, I don't even think it's that. I think they, I think with the way that the communication with, you know, with, with the internet and social media, I think it makes it accessible that the, the players can actually talk to each other a lot more than actually they play AU ball oh, and stuff. Back in the on, day, man. they didn't I have mean, that. They didn't have seven, that, man. Seven, seven, seven. It's, that's, a, it's, that's, a different, it's a different culture, bro. It is. That's it's baloney. A, uh, because you can talk to each other more? No, just I'm be just, real. Those I'm, dudes, B.A., 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 no, no. these, dudes, these dudes these days been playing AU ball with each other since they like 12 and 13. They grew that's, up together. That, Them dudes didn't do that back in the day. They didn't know great. each other. That's great. They didn't have AAU ball back then. All that's they knew was what, Exactly. But all they knew is what they read in the newspaper about this guy, that guy. He's good. He's good. In college, what you see on TV. So that makes you more. Those, those guys were more competitive 
than this generation of players. Because they didn't communicate with each other. That's what I'm saying. That's why they What does communicating have to do with being competitive? You know what? It ain't even about that. What Shavit's trying to say, you got Twitter, you got Instagram, you got all the social media, you got all these different brands. A lot of these dudes are representing the same brand. And, the same and, and, brand. It, and it's bigger than that. So they're around each other a lot more. I mean, they. I mean, we got Twitter. Somebody sends out a tweet. People responding. So I don't think they're still as as competitive. But the communication no, piece come on. in 2017 I, 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 is different from 1988. I I understand that they about the brand. They about that. That's money. They ain't got nothing to do with how competitive you are. Let's just be real. Those guys are not as competitive. I mean, you think for honest, you would think if Charles Barkley was in this generation, that generation back then was in this same generation. You still think those guys would join up with Jordan or Charles Barkley would go join Charles up? Barkley went, Charles Barkley went and played with the Rockets. I mean, two years, on, after you, he won, two years after he won the MVP. He wasn't washed. They were yes, good. He, he was he, washed. He, he, he was washed. Two years after he was he won washed. Name, oh. name another guy that did that. I'm just saying, name Charles Barkley. He did it. Gary Payton won. did it. Carl Malone name did it. I mean, you really gonna put you really gonna put you really gonna put Carl Malone and Gary Payton when they went and joined the Lakers. Come on, man, they were at the end of the rope. Kobe and they, Shaq carried that team. Just, just be real now. Okay, uh, be, my, they, they wanted a ring. Let's be real. That's the only had, reason why they did it because they wanted a ring. But now but these had, dudes are more of the high market teams that drop more money and bigger brand. And you can go join up and you can get a ring quick. So that's what they did. I'm not saying that, you know, basically it's 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 different, but I just feel like those guys back then were more competitors and they would not go join up with Michael Jordan or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson to beat to you know to get over the hump. I feel like it it feel like to me they they would have thought it was too easy. Simple as that. But hey, that's just my that's just how I feel about it. I just think I just think that some of the guys I think a lot of the guys these days see what the Patrick Ewans and the Charles Barkleys went through when you stay loyal to a team, but a team don't and a lot of things have to do with the organization. If you feel LeBron, they wouldn't put nobody around him. If you feel like your organization is not actually committed to actually getting you the people that you need to go to the championship, you gotta bounce. If I work at a job and then I don't have any way of climbing the ladder to go get more successful and get more money. I'm a bounce. That's life. LeBron's in a the situation. They was they wouldn't put nobody around him. They wouldn't give him no help. He had to leave. That's all. KD system situation, different situation. I KD situation was totally different than LeBron to me. That's just me though. But I don't know. I just say we just agree to disagree on that one. What do you think, P? Yeah, we could have disagreed 10 minutes ago. Yeah, true that. Ooh, good shot, boy. Everybody, the game on right now. I'm bossing up by two with seven seconds left. Well, your TV must be way behind. Hey, man, probably so. Oh, never mind. I got the, uh, I had the, what you call, um, had it on, on pause. See what happened? Yeah. But, yeah. What's next? But, yeah, I'm man. tired of talking about that shit. What's next? <laughs> Let's see what we got next. So, the next topic, uh, I wanted to get into what y'all think? What first of all, before we get into the, all the antics, what are you, on face value? What, how do y'all feel about Lavar Ball? Just, just the stuff that you heard, and just 
What do you think about him as, as a man, as a, as a father? Shit, I love him. Uh, elaborate there. Oh, I thought everybody was going. You, you, I thought you was asking everybody what they thought about him, just real quick, and then we was going to come around and elaborate. Okay, BA, what you think? I mean, I don't just like nothing he's doing. Period. I, I'm by with Jeff. I love him. Yeah, for me, man, I think I was kind of mixed at the beginning because I was like, man, you're doing too much, man. The, the dude, you know, he just come out of college. Like, I feel like as a college athlete, like, I wouldn't, I already got enough pressure coming in the league being a rookie. Like, I didn't want that added pressure. But then I started reevaluating. And you have, if you want to have a brand and want, you know, your, your own, you have to start early and you have to get the attention of people. I think he's a good father. I think he has good boys, just the way I look at Lonzo and the other guys. I think he, I, 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 I don't see nothing wrong with what he's doing. He's doing everything healthy. He's not doing anything malicious or mean or anything that's going to hurt anybody. If he's putting out a shoe that costs four ninety five, you want to buy it? Cool. If you don't, don't buy it. But, but Jeff, what's your elaboration on everything? Well, my elaboration on the shoes or just the whole situation? Period. The, just the whole situation from you know him being you know the the the, the focal. Him being the focal point for his son, the shoes, just the whole situation. Man, look, the dude is a marketing genius. Now, if the media is so stupid to fall for everything that, that he says, then that's on them. I mean, they the one giving him the platform, so he's just going to keep saying outlandish stuff. I mean, it's smart marketing. Everybody on every sports talk show wants to have him on their show. So now he's building this big baller brand. Look, if he want to sell his shoes for $495, I'm good with that. People like, the shoe is too high. You got two choices. Either you buy it or you don't buy it. I mean, they talk about his shoes too high. How much Tom Ford shoes? Thousand, two thousand? It's up there. It got it to gotta come in. But, but either, either you buy them or you don't buy them. Hey, the big ball of brand shoes ain't for everybody. Tom Ford's ain't for everybody. Uh, damn um, Lamborghinis They cost more than what most people can afford But either It's in your market to buy it Or you don't buy it But we quick to knock um, Brands You know uh, We talk about black people And supporting our own And all that The dude comes out with a shoe That's higher than anybody else's shoe But we knock it But we'll go buy some Gucci shoes Or some Tom Fords or, or you know Any other high price shoes that ain't even from my community, but a guy that comes out of the shoe from my community, we quick to knock it. But all they're doing is saying these shoes can't sell. All you're doing is galvanizing like some of these rappers and athletes I see that's going out to buy these big baller brand shoes to support. Man, you know, and the, and the crazy part is because at first I was going to be like, nah, Jeff, them shoes are too expensive. And that's why, the you know, the, the black community ain't buying it. But. Think about when Stephon Marbury came out with them $12 shoes. People was laughing. If you got some Stephon Marbury from Starberries, people was laughing. So at first, I was like, man, that's too expensive. That's why people ain't supporting it. Like, nah, the community didn't support it when we had $12 Starberries. So I'm with you on that. It man. ain't really about being too expensive. Either you can afford the shoe, you can't afford the shoe. Period. If you, I mean, people act like somebody's forcing them to buy the shoe at $4.95. If you want it, buy it. If you don't want it, you don't yeah. buy it. it, it it's, it's, it's simple and plain as that. And if he feel like that shoe's worth $495 and he wants to sell it for that, so be it. If he sell 10,000 pairs, he don't make a lick. And, and the crazy part is, I think what people are, um, 
I think what people I don't want I don't know why people are mad, but the laughter because I kind of laughed at it too. I was like four ninety five, and the reason I laugh because. I think about his son and what have you done yet? Like you haven't done nothing yet. Sure, it don't matter. That's just the. It don't matter. No, I'm just saying. Like when I'm just looking at his face value. When you look, say four ninety five. I'm like, who is this Lonzo Ball? It's like he ain't even played the NBA yet. I'm gonna pay four hundred ninety five dollars for somebody's shoe like that. But think about I'm it. I'm not saying. The more people that resist, the more they talk about it in the media. The more popular you're making that shoe. So everybody that got it, you're in that exclusive club of, ha of having that shoe. So people can laugh and dismiss it, but that shoe has been in the news all week. All you're doing is polarizing the shoe. And he's getting all that profit. You don't have to split no money with Nike or uh, Adidas. Or you can do everything your, your way. You can do it your way. When it, he, can, he can come out tomorrow and say, all right, I'm going to move the shoe from $4.95. We're going to move it down to $49.50. And then, and then next thing you know, it's a big thing. Because why? Because the shoes have been out in the public. So, yeah, man, I, I just think just looking at it, you know, the shoe thing is one thing, but I just like, I think people forget, you know, we get the black community always gets, you know, a bad rap for, you know, especially the male, the black male figure in the household. You actually got someone that's uh, a black male that's actually invested in all of his sons. You know, he got he putting three sons on scholarship. You know, it's athletic scholarship, but you got three boys that's going to UCLA. One graduate, I mean, one going to the league, and two others going there. How can you say anything bad about somebody that's putting all his sons into college? Well, hold on, Shavit. You know what I mean? I want to get BA's take on it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like the dude is, he's creating wealth for his family. I mean. His family, obviously, you know, the boys and Lonzo, they obviously, you know, hey, let's do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What y'all think? He took that and ran with it. I mean, he, like you say, he's a marketing genius. He's flooding the market with that shoe. Everywhere you look, that shoe and that price is on TV, on every sports-related channel, every sports-related blog, every everything. I'm saying that, they're polarizing it's, the shoe. It's everywhere. Right. So he's flooding the market. I mean, you can't knock the man for his hustle. Like, you'll go buy some $500 Gucci flip-flops. So why you can't buy the $200 or the $200 flip-flops or how much ever his slides were? You'll go buy Gucci. You'll go buy Tom Ford. You'll go buy Versace. You'll go spend four or $500 on all this stuff. Why you can't go spend four or $500 on these? Because it's Lonzo Ball. I know what Shaq said about, you know, the, the kids can't afford the shoes with it. But that's easy for Shaq to say because Shaq don't made his millions already. I mean, it's yeah, very easy to say, but I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, if LeBron James jacked his shoe up an uh, extra $200 to make it around almost $400, people still going to go buy it because why? They like LeBron James. These idiots go buy these J's and killing people over Jordan that's getting sold from $150 to $200, $300. What's the difference? Nothing. All because it's this guy that's son that hasn't played in the league and he thought of this idea to have his own brand, his own shoe, his own, you know, clothing line slash athletic gear type stuff. You know, why not do that, man? And if if they are smart, if people are smart that's coming up going into the league, they may want to take a, a piece of his idea and try to put something together themselves.
I mean, he's just changing the game, basically. I mean, he's the first to do it, and you'll see everywhere you go, these leagues, all these guys are copycat. It's a copycat league, and he's the first, and he won't be the last. I think we we nailed that one. I think we all uh, on the same thing on that. I know we was going to talk about LeBron, but we're kind of short on time. And I kind of want to, you know, we're going to want to elaborate on that. So we're going to skip that LeBron topic and we're going to, you know, hopefully put that into the next podcast. Yeah, we need a full but, um, show for that. Yeah, we need we need a full one for that one because, you know, we done kind of spent some time on some other topics. But uh, none related on sports. I did want to, you know, get into the whole a lot of people do want, I know y'all get these questions a lot, you know, people want to know, like, how did we get everything started, you know, with the podcast, you know, what are the, I guess I want to talk about what are the things that we have to go through to get the podcast going, you know, stuff that we're going through right now, just as somebody trying to do a podcast, somebody trying to, you know, put together their own little small business, what are some things that, you know, we can, you know, share that we went through that, you know, that can help somebody else out, you know, when it comes to trying to get into this kind of entertainment market. Uh, superstar P. Well, you definitely got to have anybody that's going to be on your podcast who's going to be a co-host or whatever. Yeah, all your members have to be reliable and y'all have to be on the same page and nobody can have no egos whatsoever. So that, that's the first thing you got to do to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I know a lot of people don't want to uh, no, there's not going to be any bosses. There's not going to be any on charge. We're going to be equal. It, it can't work like that. Somebody has to be the figurehead to keep stuff in order. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to have structure. In, any successful group, business, or whatever has somebody to be the figurehead because you got to have structure. And there might be some people that dispute that or whatever. But, I mean, if somebody wants to like, hey, we... I got people that want to get on your show. Who do we need to contact? Well, just contact any of us. See, that just that's just too many avenues. You need that one POC that can handle business and can keep things in order. Everybody should have a certain role. You got the person who's in charge of it, getting everybody in line. Not everybody in line, but, you know, um, making sure everything's getting done. And then you go from there. Once you get that established, you got to figure out what kind of podcast y'all going to be. What y'all going to be straight hip-hop? hip-hop and sports i'm not saying you just have to be one certain thing but you need to have kind of an idea what is your bread and butter like ours is pretty much sports and hip-hop but we could talk about anything but we mostly do sports and hip-hop and then badass oh jeff you go you got it oh, i mean it's a lot of layers i didn't know how deep you wanted me to go now no man give out give out all the information man now it depends how seriously you want to take it so it depends how seriously you want to take it and how good you want to be. It's going to depend on what kind of equipment you get. I mean, every laptop and computer has a mic built in it. So you don't have to get no kind of mics, but you got to think your sound is not going to be as it, it, it's not going to be as good as it could be. So you do your research. You reach out to people that you listen to podcasts. Or if it's a local podcast, you reach out to those people like, hey, what kind, what kind of mics are you using? Are you using the mixer? Are you going to use an interface? Uh, what do you need? And then you got to do your research. You can't be lazy. You got to do your research. You got to go on these different sites. I ain't got them in front of me right now, but there's plenty of sites that tells you about microphones, uh, pop filters, interfaces. 
I mean, YouTube is full of information. You know, go in there type how to do a podcast, how to start a podcast. You know, you got to have the software like GarageBand and, um, and Audio Plus and some of these different softwares. You do that. It, podcasting is about trial and error. You got to go with what works. Producing podcasts and mixing them is not the easiest thing in the world. It, you got YouTube and trial and error. Because if you go back and listen to our first podcast, the production was, was subpar. We didn't have the microphone set right. <laughs> You know, microphone. Hey, we were struggling. <laughs> yeah, microphone positioning. I learned is very important. You got to the simplest stuff. What's the front of the microphone? What's the back of the microphone? Is it facing the right way? Do you got enough distance between your mouth and the microphone? Are you too far away? It, it, it's a lot of stuff. And if you're not like in the music business or used to handling this equipment, it's gonna be trial and error. You just gonna have to go with what works. And you do the research as far as branding and and that. You come up with a brand. You probably get your logo to get your marketing out there if you want to take it seriously. And then hey, you get what you pay for. You need to promote it. You need to market it. You need to be on all your social media. Everybody's on social media. And don't just assume because you got a lot of friends on Facebook, everybody's going to share it. Everybody's going to like it. You're gonna have to yep. you're gonna have to take it up on yourself to push the product. Now, if you got a thousand friends on Facebook, don't think all thousand of them are gonna like it and all thousands of them are gonna share it. it. It just don't work that way. You gotta get out here, you gotta get on that road. Any places you hit, you need business cards, you tell people, you get on Facebook and you promote the best way you can, you tag people, you ask them to share if they share it, it's cool. If not, so be it. But you gotta keep a constant presence on Social media if you expect this podcast to go anywhere you can't just post it and just leave it alone and just sit it there You need to repeatedly post you need to share it the right people Facebook got a boost on there. You might have to boost it so it gets to different people that you normally can't reach and don't assume that I might have said this before just don't assume all your friends and, and, and the city where you're from is going to automatically support your product. A lot of times it's the people that don't know you will support your product faster than the people that know you. And that's just the ugly truth of it. So you're going to have to go outside your comfort zone and outside the people that you do know and kind of go out there and reach those people that you don't know because they become fans because they're not biased or they don't have any um, jealousy or envy on what you're doing. Now, the people that know you probably come later on, but, I mean, that's just the way you got to look at it. And you can't be afraid to lose. You can't be afraid to fail. If you're going to come out here scared to lose, you're wasting your time. You're going to take some losses. I'm telling you right now, you're going to take some losses. Um, support the people that support you. That's the biggest thing. I mean, getting big artists and stuff is cool. You might could get a few, but I'm telling you from experience, from from all the experience we don't get gather, the bigger artists are not going to give you the same level of respect. Not all of them, but but from you know I'm just going to generalize. They're not going to give you the same amount of respect as the local artists that start starving and trying to get on. Because the bigger mm -hmm. artists, they really don't need you. The lower artists, yeah. They they're they doing you a solid. Right, they're doing you a solid. The local artists are trying to get their stuff out there. 
and they and they you know they want to take advantage of your platform so look at it that way the bigger artists are kind of doing you a favor so don't expect them just to you know just give you the same amount of respect that you feel like you deserve because it just ain't gonna happen you know you you, mm-hmm. you little dog to them right they get on your show or not they they stuff gonna keep going but like the local artists man you give them opportunity you give them a chance you become the people's champion of where you at and then your audience will grow you know be the big dog of where you at and then expand out so that's what we kind of had to do so i mean you know if that's your passion that's your dream you go ahead and do what you're gonna do but i don't like getting into stuff and being half-assed about it if i'm involved in any project or anything i'm gonna go at it full speed so set your budget stay within your budget get some equipment get you a group of guys or girls that you rely on and you get your ass to work yeah buddy what you think ba i mean he he sums it up i mean to me the most important most important thing you have to be passionate about it if this is something you're gonna do you gotta go full head of steam with it i mean you can't cut no corners i mean once you feeding somebody a product and they like it you have to be consistent and stay feeding the product hey, you, that they like. That's good. You, you made a great point. Consistency is part of the number one deal. If you if your thing is to drop a show every week, make sure you drop that show every week. And another thing, I didn't mean to cut you off, B.A., but I want to say it before I forgot about it. Don't be stuck on the thumb. And we know what the thumb is, that like button. If you post a show on Facebook, and three people like it, but 500 people listen to it. Forget them likes. You don't make a show for likes. You make a show for listeners or for people to listen. For listeners. You know, yeah. some people get caught up in likes. Like, man, I made this post and I only got 10 likes. Okay. How many people listen to your show? Well, you know, 200. Well, you won. You mm-hmm. know how hard it is for 200 people to listen to your show and you're a non celebrity? You know, yeah, right? They, man, they, they, they they take a time out. They busy day to listen right. to your show. I just, I, I man, I don't take any of that for granted. When they, I, we gonna get back to it, but just the, just the fact that when people listen to our show, man, if you take thirty, if you only listen to the, show, the whole show, you listen to ten to fifteen minutes. Just the, the fact that you took the time out your day to listen to some average Joes, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and to be honest, like you really have to, um, you gotta you have to some people don't know what a podcast is yeah so you really sometimes you got to explain when you make these different posts when you see these people like man what's that stuff you keep posting about explain it to them tell them what it is and then you know you can give them the different outlets where they can get your your product and like i said that that's all comes with being consistent man passionate and consistency once you're yeah. passionate about something, you can be passionate all in the world, but if you're not consistently doing certain things, what you need to do to get to the audience or get the product out to the people, I mean, it's no good. You can be passionate about it, but if you're not doing it on a consistent basis, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's, it's it's not you're not going to get anywhere. And you're just going to go around in circles. And to make the point about the lights, I'm, I'm going to make this point real quick. I'm going to give you a prime example. Um posted the, the Megan the Stallion show right on Facebook I mean it might got about uh, maybe five likes but if you go look at the numbers just on SoundCloud alone it's got over 700 plays 
So what do you want? You want the likes or do you want the plays? Of course you want the plays well, listen. because that's the reason you do a podcast. So mm-hmm. don't get caught up on likes on Instagram and Facebook and all that. Maybe if you're a model, okay. But if you're a podcast, don't worry about the likes. Some people will support you, but they just don't hit the thumb for some odd reason or another. I really don't even care about that, really. You know, don't let that define you and don't let that discourage you. And if you don't get the numbers, you know, of the listeners, man, you got to keep at it. You got to keep at it. You keep consistent. You keep um, looking at your product, seeing how you can improve, get people's opinion. I mean, don't get the people that's real, real close to you because they might not. T- they might try to just keep from hurting your feelings. But find somebody that you kind of know that that's a straight shooter. Like, man, just tell me. Don't get no yes, man. Don't get no yes, man. Don't get no yes, man. Because, um, you know, Zoe, I asked him. And he like, well, I like the show. But, you know, y'all did this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You got to find somebody that's not a yes man and has a reputation for shooting to you straight. Not hating, because some yeah. people are like, man, y'all niggas weren't talking about nothing. That's doing me no good. Yeah. But the biggest thing, too, is when you get that criticism, you have to be able to take criticism to be able to put it into your show. Some people t- can't take criticism. You know, sometimes you actually get somebody to tell you some real stuff in a, in a good manner, and then you still be like, oh, no, nah, I ain't listening to him. That's where you're not going to be successful at. you got to be able to uh, take in, you know, information that you might not, might, might not be good for you. You know, you might not, you know, you might put three hours into that show, and, and they be like, ah, oh, that wasn't that good. Yeah, your feeling's going to be hurt, but you need to get back in that lab and work. <laughs> you need to start well, to cooking me, again. To me, that, that criticism, I mean, if you, you have to look at it this way. The criticism you get, if it's a little tough criticism, that lets you know that you know you still got somebody's attention, and they they're they're critiquing you, so that means they're listening to you. So you're doing right. half of it or majority of half of it right. You may have to tweak certain things, but you have to remember this: you're not tweaking tweaking this thing just for that one person. I mm-hmm. mean, you tweak it a little bit. Just to see what else, you know, criticism you'll get from different people or, or you know, or from your audience or from your main, uh, you know, the heart of your fans or whatever. So long as they're listening, they're, if they're critiquing you, you know, it's a critique and they're giving you criticism, that's good. That means you got their attention. They like what you're doing. They just may not like this over here a little bit. You're doing this a little bit too much or you're not doing this enough but you still got their attention that's the main thing my thing is i'm gonna go just for like how what i feel about the just the whole thing that we're talking about i feel like if you're gonna do any kind of not just podcast but anything business related when it comes to just any small business or anything you know just on the podcast before you do anything if you're gonna start doing your own podcast whatever like you said what do you, first you need to get a plan before you get a plan you got to figure out when you get a plan what's your end goal because you ain't got no end goal then what you're doing it for you need to figure out hey am i doing this for you know shits and gigs just you know get a couple of views you know for my, my friends and family or do you really want one day like man hey maybe maybe this you know podcast can get syndicated maybe i can start getting paid from this one day once you figure that out you put your team together right back to what old superstar people saying the biggest thing you have to get solid individuals with you. If you ain't got nobody that's solid with you, it don't matter what you do. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be like James Harden. If you're doing stuff by yourself, you're going to be burnt out. 
And with all that you have, the one thing I don't found out about doing this podcast, the number one thing I think I can take out of it is being flexible. Everybody has, most people that's going to start a podcast, some, you probably got a full-time job, probably got family. Everybody that's going to be involved has to be flexible and be able to adapt to certain things. Like tonight, you know, people don't know, we, we want to do a show. We're trying to figure out how we was going to do it. You know, I had to come from work, go to school. You know, Jeff has stuff. You know, badass Billy has stuff. So we have to figure out a good time. That's just the flexibility. That's on just on the small scale. So once you get all that, all that together, you'll be good to go. Once you get a solid team, everything will start falling into place. And the biggest thing that I found out do this is too, is you really, you you, you really can't get distracted, cause that go back to the consistency. Once you start getting distracted, and y'all don't do it, you you know y'all set up. All right, we're gonna do a show every Wednesday. You miss a Wednesday, right? Next Wednesday, ah, right, we couldn't do it again. Now you got a pattern of you know you're not putting out shows like you need to, and this just not a, and it's not a good move, cause what it's gonna do is the people that you're feeding, they're gonna be used to you putting out a show and they're not getting them shows. You gonna be going down their radar. They gonna they gonna fill that void with something else. Right, right. So either 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 you gonna put down a show or they gonna find another podcast. Cause I can tell you right now, you go on iTunes and type in podcast and a thousand show up. So if you ain't putting it out, somebody else is. So it just depends on what you want to do with it and how far you want to go with your podcast and how much money you want to put into it. Cause once you start getting that 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 you know once you start getting that buzz, you gotta feed off of it too. And the biggest thing too. It's once you start getting the buzz, like after we start getting our numbers up, you want to stay true to yourself, but you want to make sure that you're always improving. You know, certain things that's not falling in right, you know, just little tweaks in here. Like if you look at like the, the championship teams, like they have their core players that are still there. But sometimes they might, you know, cut it, you know, a seven guy and, you know, bring in a shooter. Like when the Cleveland Valley and Kyle Carver, you just need a couple of extra little pieces that get you where you need to get. So don't never just... Why, if something's not going right, don't wipe your whole plan. You know, sometimes you just need to tweak. Sometimes if it's, if it, sometimes it's a wash. Sometimes it, you might need to start all the way over. But don't panic if stuff don't go, you know, you're not having that success right away. I think that's a lot of things people do. You know, they start something and think they're going to, oh, the first show, man, we're going to be on, baby. We're going to get about five. You know, how many friends you got? Oh, I got a thousand uh, friends on Facebook. How I many you got? I got two thousand, man. We should get about... 3,000 people uh, doing that. Everybody share with their friends. Man, we should get about 5,000 likes from this one show. And when they don't come back and you get 30 views and two likes, then people are like, ah, oh, this is this ain't worth it. No, you got to stay consistent and stay with it. You stay with it and you put out good product. That's the biggest thing. You can stay with it, but if you put out Poochie's product, it don't matter. If you keep on putting out consistently good product, people going to actually hear you and they're going to start listening on a consistent basis. So if I had anything to say to people, stay consistent, stay, stay solid, stay, keep your head down, put the blinders on, you know, and stay focused. And you eventually get that. Like, we ain't there yet either. You know, we still work in progress. But just from the time that we spent together in doing this, we had learned a couple of things. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I think that's kind of the song. This show up. We over the time limit. Yeah, yeah buddy. Well, man, I, it's been good getting back in the lab with you boys, man. You know, we're going to have to start knocking out, you know, taking a piece of our own book and start making sure we put out these shows, these podcasts. You know, we get, you know, I know we get involved in these interviews and stuff, but I know the people really like when we sit down and, you know, I call it shop talk. We sit down and talk about some stuff that everybody's on everybody's mind. So uh, we're going we're gonna to keep it coming for y'all, though. All right. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and 
Shout out to affiliates. Slaughterhouse. I think it's the first time I got Slaughterhouse on the first try. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. Slaughterhouse.com, where you can find us every Friday from 5.30 to 6.30 on Slaughterhouse.com, the Ian Gleason Show. You know, our boys, our brothers in podcasting, put you on game. Uh, my boy Ricky Lett about to put out that CD on June 16th. Y'all go pick that up. Soulville. Go ahead and support that boy. All the artists we've been interviewing lately. Um, if you haven't had a chance, I already catch that last interview I did with Rock Rocket. Go check her out, man. She has a lot of game inside the music business. And, you know, shout out to my boy Paul Stone, who's always supporting the show and, and making comments and sharing and, and, you know, doing what he do. Man, we appreciate Shout out to him. Appreciate your support, bruh. And uh, my boy Caleb Edwards, he does the same thing. You know, he's always supporting the show, making comments, getting involved. So shout out to you, bro, and all the other supporters and listeners that we have out there. Man, we, we like hearing from you. We like, we see when you share, we see when you make comments. So a big shout out to y'all as well. Who else we got? Oh, man, I can't really think of too much. You know, I appreciate everybody down here. You know, the tone that I talked to you in San Antonio, I tell about the podcast, and they actually go and listen. Uh, I'm not going to tell y'all what's going down the road, but the pod, the takeover has some things working. Um, I don't know if we're going to call it expansion, but we got some things working that, you know, we might have something down the, uh, down the pipeline for y'all. So y'all keep on looking out for that, for, you know, takeover doing bigger things. Hey, hey um, Chef. It's too late because I had already revealed it on the Renata Souls show. <laughs> hey, well, if there it is. Hey, if y'all don't know, man, um, oh, uh, Superstar P and Badass Billy, they up in, you know, around East Texas and Shreveport. I'm uh, the only one that's in a remote location of San Antonio. So uh, we decided to try to go ahead and put it out there. That we're going to start a takeover, uh, takeover podcast South edition, you know, where, you know, I'm probably going to be the the main host down here, so we're gonna get that going, and hopefully we get some um, a couple new faces on here. You know, get some a new feel, and hopefully y'all like it. Heck yeah! So the takeover south that would be coming eventually. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> Can't give you no dates. We yet. got that in the works. No, no dates. We ain't gonna say eventually, but it's it, it, it's in the works. It's in yeah, the works. yeah, yeah. We in the um the the beginning stages of that. So. Be looking for the takeover south. Can't give you no date on it, but it's coming. Now, them boys down there in the San Antonio area gonna get together, put out a good quality product. But you know it's all takeover, takeover, takeover south, and takeover whatever. Yes, sir. <laughs> then big shout out to, of course, nine zero three area, three zero one eight already. What well, I think that'll do it, fellas. That'll do it. We out of here. Yes, Peace. Sir.